This bonus podcast episode was recorded by students at St. Olaf College in the American Conversations Project course, led by professors Colin Wells and Eric Fuhr Slocum. Thank you to the students and professors for putting these podcasts together. Learn more about them and the project on our podcast homepage. On January 20th, 2017, newly inaugurated President Donald J. Trump outlined his plan for a new American foreign policy. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Prioritizing the interests of American businesses over foreign corporations and renegotiating trade deals with allies have been staples of this new agenda. This vision has ushered in a new definition of what it means to be an American in the context of a globalized 21st century. The year is 2020, and in November, U.S. citizens will once again head to the polls to choose their leader. This election, perhaps more than others, will prove vital in defining America's role in the world for the next decades. Will we continue engaging in personal diplomacy with North Korea? challenging China and pushing for an America first agenda? Or will we recommit to the institutions the American government has historically supported, such as NATO and the European Union? The answers to these questions lie with the American electorate. There is only a slight problem. American voters don't seem to care. To find out, we asked a number of students at St. Olaf what was motivating them to vote this year. For me, equality for everybody the border and gun control. Increased access to healthcare, uh, increased access to public education, and ensuring that the environment remains healthy for years to come. Women's rights and healthcare reform. Jobs, security of our borders, healthcare, the economy, and morals. We have St. Olaf political science professor Chris Chapp with us today to help explain this trend. What are the most important issues to American voters in 2020? Well, the most important issue to American voters, if you look at exit poll surveys, is almost always the economy. Presidential candidates who ignore economic conditions, you know, do so often at their own peril. Of course, you know, context matters too. And so we see some elections, for example, that are really referendums on health care. And health care has been a really high importance issue for Americans in recent elections. In 2020, we're, we're in the midst of the coronavirus mm-hmm. outbreak, and so clearly that's going to have some ramifications. And then, you know, the economic fallout that happens as well. The economy is always important, but in the middle of a recession, um, it could be sort of the deciding factor. I think that the, that the 2020 election right now is setting up to be a domestic policy election about coronavirus response and the economy. As Professor Chap noted, foreign policy is not a priority for many American voters. But how does foreign policy impact the issues they do care about? And should Americans make an effort to educate themselves more on the impacts of foreign policy? These are the questions we will explore throughout the duration of today's podcast. Thanks for joining us. Issue 1, Healthcare. We together are going to end the international embarrassment 
of the United States being the only major country on earth not to guarantee health care to all people as a human right. Perhaps the most talked about political issue of our time, American voters care deeply about health care. This makes sense. On average, Americans spend over $10,000 per person each year for health care, and many can't afford insurance due to the high costs. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention reports approximately 30.4 million Americans were left uninsured in 2018. Although often considered a domestic issue, healthcare is inherently tied to foreign policy. Americans face the danger of worldwide contagious diseases. Look no further than the recent outbreak of the COVID-19 virus, which has now infected over 100,000 people in the United States. Pandemics not only threaten the quality of healthcare offered, uh, but also greatly affect Hospital trade. gowns, the surgical gloves, the masks, the hypodermic needles, the tubing, that's all comes from China. That's John M. Berry describing the global implications of the COVID-19 virus on trade. Trump's efforts to leave and renegotiate trade deals, such as the TPP, which is one of the first things he did as president, has given more power to the American pharmaceutical companies, which has directly impacted the price of healthcare in the United States and limited trade with other nations with strong pharmaceutical industries, such as countries in the EU and China. Another way that foreign policy impacts healthcare is if no trust is established between countries, it can be very difficult to collaborate on solving global health crises. Today I'm instructing my administration to halt funding of the World Health Organization while a review is conducted to assess the World Health Organization's role in severely mismanaging and covering up the spread of the coronavirus. Issue 2, Economics. And it is why, as president, I am prepared to deliver an economy that actually works for all of us. Since we have understood the fundamentals of the economy, this has been a vital political issue. In many ways, economics drives political decisions. But what is the root of economic success? Foreign trade. According to the Office of the United States Trade Representative, trade keeps our economy open, dynamic, and competitive, and helps ensure that America continues to be the best place in the world to do business. However, this success is contingent upon good relations with international trade partners. Trump's relatively unpredictable foreign policy has caused a certain level of instability worldwide and also in the U.S. economic markets. Look no further than the trade war with China. On August 23, 2019, for instance, Trump tweeted, quote, Our country has lost, stupidly, trillions of dollars with China over many years. They have stolen our intellectual property at a rate of hundreds of billions of dollars a year, and they want to continue. I won't let that happen. We don't need China and, frankly, would be far better off without them." End quote. That Friday, the Dow plunged 600 points. Another more recent example, the killing of General Soleimani in January resulted in a 200-point drop in the Dow. Trump's policies have not always negatively impacted domestic markets, though. Since my election, we have created 7 million new jobs, 5 million more than government experts projected during the previous administration. Following the renegotiation of the NAFTA trade deal with Mexico and Canada, the Dow jumped 200 points. And one year into his presidency, the Dow had gained a total of 31%. Trump's re-election campaign highlights record low unemployment levels and a strong economy. But it's worth noting that economic growth has decelerated recently. NPR reported a 2% drop in GDP growth in the third quarter of 2019, and many foreign policy decisions have threatened the market's stability. Coronavirus aside, the economy was objectively doing well, and that was enough for many people to cast their votes for Trump. 
but there should be a little more scrutiny as to how the implementation of his economic plan, particularly as it relates to foreign trade partners, impacts domestic markets. Finally, the last issue, electability. I'm ahead by eight points across the board. I'm better positioned than anybody else to beat Donald Trump. Many 2020 Democratic campaigns have rooted their message in their ability to defeat Trump come November. Considering the original large pool of Democratic candidates that emerged at the start of the 2020 campaign season, each candidate highlighting why they are best suited to go against Trump became essential to their campaign. It is time to have a president who will be on the side of working families and be willing to get out there and fight for them. That is why I am in this race and that is how I will beat Donald Trump. Whether you want Trump to be re-elected to another four years in the White House or are heading to the polls with the hopes of electing a replacement, one cannot deny the significance of Trump's role in designing and implementing a new American foreign policy during the last three years. Together we are righting the wrongs of the past and delivering a future of economic justice and security for American workers, farmers, and families. The wall will also be paid for indirectly by the great new trade deal we have made with Mexico. Why do wealthy politicians build walls, fences, and gates around their homes? They don't build walls because they hate the people on the outside but because they love the people on the inside. Many Democratic 2020 campaigns have emphasized the importance of restoring America's standing in the world, but few campaigns have outlined a detailed plan to do this. Whether this is from an actual lack of a plan in regards to their intentions in navigating foreign relations, or simply an appeal to voters' interests, or lack thereof, remains to be seen. It does, however, indicate the small role that United States foreign policy has played in presidential elections in the past, and most likely will, in November. American foreign policy isn't just important for Americans and their own pocketbooks. American foreign policy has implications that stretch around the entire world. So if American voters uh, don't pay attention, it can have important consequences. We hope that this podcast has demonstrated just how important foreign policy is to your life and the life of all American voters. Is ignorance truly bliss when deciding who to vote for? This is the question we will leave you with today. Thanks for joining us on today's podcast. Thanks for listening to this bonus episode. Find more bonus episodes on the same page. There are several for different issues of this election cycle from St. Olaf College students in the American Conversations Project. As always, let us know what you think at podcast at compact.org or hashtag compactnationpod and learn more about our show at compact.org slash podcast. And of course, rate us and review us anywhere you can.